Welcome to the X Shack, episode eight. On this episode, we'll be talking about Powers of Ten, issue number four, written by Jonathan Hickman, featuring art by R.B. Silva, and colors by Marty Garcia. Warning. Spoilers are ahead. Alright, welcome to the X-Shack. Come on in, have a seat, and listen to me discuss this week's X-Book. As you heard from the intro, we are doing Powers of Ten, number four. We are almost to the end of this arc, and things just keep getting even more interesting. Um, So since the beginning, I've personally have been wondering um, since we found out that there was a uh, basically team up with Professor X and uh, Mr. Sinister, how that exactly went. And this is the issue that answered it for me. Um, So we open with Magneto and Professor X going to see Sinister on his own little island, um, which is populated by Sinister clones, I guess we can call them. Um, and after some uh, snazzy back and forth between the guard on duty, they finally get to meet Mr. Sinister, who is uh, got a lot of personality in this issue. Um, he comments on Magneto's cape and wonders why he does not have a cape. And um, Professor X presents the offer that he is um, trying to uh, offer <laughs> to uh, Mr. Sinister, which is uh, allowing him to continue his research, which is um, cataloging all the DNA on the planet of uh, every living humanoid being, um, which that was actually a um, plot point in, I believe, the uh, Venom book not too long ago. Uh, they needed Mr. Sinister's codex of um, of catalog DNA or uh, Return of Wolverine also, I believe they touched on the fact that Sinister has this database full of the DNA of, of basically the whole planet. Um, but specifically what Professor X wants is he wants him to catalog mutant DNA for a later purpose, which I will get to my theory on that towards the end of this episode. Um, the sinister they speak with is not really down or up for that plan. And he is quickly killed and arises, um, what I'm going to call the real Mr. Sinister because he, uh, pops out with the cape. Um, we then get a little bit of background on Sinister about some different secrets. Some of these are possible hints at, um, some things that are going to be popping up later on down the line, as well as some hints and some references to some things that have already happened, such as Inferno and Madeline Pryor and, you know, just other things that those of us who know of Sinister, we are accustomed to. Uh, we then get a flash forward with uh, Professor X going to Krakoa with Cypher. Um, this is kind of the beginning of them settling the island. And Professor X explains that he's come to uh, an agreement with Krakoa, uh, but he still does not all the way understand Krakoa. So that's, of course, what Cypher is here for. Um, Cypher is able to see that Krakoa used to be a larger island that was split in two. And um, at some point, Apocalypse came to that island and um, a battle ensued and Krakow was basically left alone. Um, Cypher does believe that he can come up with some kind of interface for Krakoa, uh, but it's going to take him a while because he has to actually break the language that Krakoa is speaking because he doesn't quite all the way understand it. 
Um, he thinks it may take him um, anywhere from a couple of months to possibly a year. So Professor X leaves him on the island to go ahead and begin his um, process of trying to crack the uh, the Krakoa language or try to, you know, crack what we know they do um, figure out later on down the line, which is the Krakoan language. Um, we also see that there is a um, system in place on Krakoa um, that involves uh, a couple of different um, monitoring and observation stations um, with some people that we know, such as Sage, Black Tom, Trinary, which is awesome to see Trinary there doing something, and Beast. Um, we end the issue back in the future, uh, a thousand years in the future. We left that uh, in the previous issue of Powers of Ten. Um, with mutants coming to a point where they believe they've evolved as far as they can evolve and they called in the phalanx that was a pretty big reveal at the end of issue three i believe it was of powers of ten and um here we are with the librarian of the mutants uh talking with um the heads of the phalanx if you will uh and trying to see if they are worthy enough to be assimilated into the phalanx um, they came up with a plan, and the plan was, um, since the phalanx only deal with uh, non-organic materials, um, they created a uh, empty shell, um, a machine, and they downloaded the mind of, I believe it was their leader, into it, and then allowed it to be assimilated into the phalanx. And uh, we pretty much end with them trying to, they're waiting to see what the phalanx's response will be. Um, overall, yet again, a lot of ideas being expressed here, a lot of things being expanded on. Um, my theory that I said I would get to towards the end, um, Sinister, the way that Professor X did it was he blocked his mind so he wouldn't know until Professor X reminded him of this conversation as to what he was supposed to be doing for Professor X. At the end of the last issue of House of X, uh, we noticed that that X-Men team had died. And I mentioned before that one of the things that we have not had touched on are the pods that we saw in the beginning of House of X. And issue number one with the X-Men um, emerging from these pods. My belief is that that is some kind of cloning system that um, Professor X has worked. The technology seems like it might be sinister technology. It's, it's somehow um, mechanical, yet it's organic. Um, I think that Professor X might have a database of all these mutants on the planet. And since they're going to be a nation and they're all basically going to be one people now, I think he has them on standby in order to regenerate any mutant that may fall in battle. So I think that's how we're going to get the, uh, the X-Men that died on that mission. I think that's how we're going to get them back. Um, I, I, obviously if you read the other issues, we know that's also how in the future Sinister starts combining mutant DNAs because he has this database. So now we know that he got it from Professor X implanting that idea into his head. Uh, I am excited to see where this is going. We're winding down. This is issue four. We've got two more issues of both series before we get to the end. And then we get to the full reboot of the new X-Men universe. I'm definitely still enjoying this. Um, I would love to hear theories in the comments. Uh, make sure that you like, share, subscribe, or tell your friends about the the um, the podcast and about um, the discussions that we're going to be having in the future on other X-Men books. Um, and I would love to hear your opinion. So go ahead and hop down to that comment section and just let me hear what your theories or your opinions are. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and close out this episode of House of... Um, 
not House of X, but the uh, the X Shack. Um, but until next time, I will see you later. Mm-hmm.